0: Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a
1: weekly podcast doused in alcohol,
0: and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello!
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Welcome!
1: Welcome to episode 41.
0: Is it really? Episode 41, yeah. Oh, I just hiccuped Yeah, start the whole fucking thing over. (laughs) I feel like I'm shivering. It's so cold cold. in here. It's cold. It's cold outside and it's cold in this room. We're trying to save a couple pennies.
1: We got that heat off. I'm layered up. I got a couple of flannels on. We're doing good.
0: Yeah, I have a blanket on.
1: You look good.
0: But it snowed. We got snow today. We got a little
1: dusting. It didn't make it through the day, but yeah, it snowed. It snowed here. Also, let's just talk about it. We fucking missed. We missed Florida Man Friday. Come on, y'all, man. We got Sorry. jobs and shit. We tried, but we had <laughs> we we just we had an event Thursday night. It was a really great event. We were pouring some we bourbon. We had
0: stuff Thursday, Friday, and Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we were we poured bourbon Thursday evening, and we poured ourselves a few. Yeah, and then by the time we got home, we were just.
0: And then we were going to do it. Friday. It wouldn't have
1: been fun. It would have yeah. just. It would have been lame.
0: We were going to record it Friday, and then we ended up going over to a friend's house. And then Saturday oh, yeah, I had to work, and we had a Chris another Christmas party we had to go to. Yeah, yeah, an ugly sweater Christmas party.
1: And funnily enough, we have another Christmas party this Thursday. Yeah. So if y'all don't see another Florida Man Friday no. this week, hey, no. I'm just I'm just letting them know what their expectations should be.
0: I mean, we're recording tomorrow's episode at mm-hmm. currently mm-hmm. at seven 740- forty five the day before it comes out
1: yeah middle of middle of We're really middle good of about December. that we've been doing really good but we at least we've been putting out these podcasts who
0: sit down these podcasters who sit down and record like three, epi- three like How, episodes three like full length episodes well uh, i say that but it's it's their job
1: somebody else did the legwork though they just got to be cute and it's their the mic, jobs you know? yeah like
0: if you know yeah they get paid to do that
1: yeah that'd be cool if you guys want to pay us some money i just we'll, put in we'll keep like playing, you know, we'll do more eight stuff.
0: hours of research for mine today
1: i did a fair amount did you? I did
0: um, I did a fair amount. Mm. Mine's yeah. going to be a, a bulky guy today. Girthy boy is what yeah, you called it earlier. Yeah, it is what I called it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said it was a literal girthy yes. boy. So another thing, I don't know if, if, if anybody knows me that listens to this podcast, they know I'm a Star Wars enthusiast. Uh, yeah. and Star Wars drops. Probably pretty life. obvious at this point. Yeah, but like Star Wars drops.
0: The new episode. I mean, the like new. Thursday. The new not episode. Well, yeah. it is.
1: It probably is going to drop like the day this episode drops, probably.
0: No, it comes out Thursday.
1: Yeah, and I'm—I mean, who knows if I'm going to get this thing done by Thursday tomorrow? You know.
0: Oh, we're going to try.
1: But yeah, I'm super geeked. Last, uh, you know, the uh Rise of Skywalker dropping on him on very Thursday. Excited. I'm very excited for that shit. Super hype. I think I'm going to take my nephew. I think we're going to take our yeah. nephew to see it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't believe how soon. Cl- I can't believe how close Christmas is.
1: Do you feel prepared?
0: No. We had the, we talked for an hour last yeah. night in front of the TV about how, how unprepared, unprepared I am. Yeah,
1: I just yeah. Well, I, I I share that anxiety a little bit. I have a lot to do, but um, I think we'll come. I think we'll figure it out. You know. Let's hope. Jeez. Hope y'all got all y'all shit done. I hope y'all got. I I expect gifts. <laughs> Uh,
0: sent to the non the, the P O box that doesn't sent exist. To the
1: P O box <laughs> that uh, does not exist. Patreon subscribers know it.
0: That doesn't exist.
1: Speaking of which, we don't have a Patreon. No, not yet. No. So send them to there. I like alcohol, <laughs> please, and tattoos.
0: Well, we. um
1: Also, do you want to hear a crazy story?
0: Oh, I think I know what you're. Yeah.
1: So there.
0: This is very podcast relevant.
1: Yeah, this is crazy. So I used to work at a restaurant in Louisville. I'm not going to talk about what restaurant. But we I was a manager there, and we had a busser who was a very kind of enigmatic guy and very weird dude. Didn't last long. I think I think we he had some problems with substances.
0: And he went to school with one of our good friends.
1: Dimitri. We've mentioned him a few times. He's the Russian. Yeah. But he killed a guy. <laughs> Just let's get it out there. This guy that used to work at the restaurant, I managed this guy. He killed a dude. He killed his ex-girlfriend's boyfriend.
0: My favorite thing about this story is that Dimitri came over and told us about it. Yeah. And not mentioning that it was a guy that you previously that also, worked with. Yeah, not <laughs> mentioning he, they that, went to school that together I or also
1: knew him. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh my god, this guy, you know, blah blah blah.
0: And then a couple days later, he like p- shares the article. Yes, and you're like, wait a minute.
1: One of the other homies shared it, and I was like, wait, we worked with that guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole situation is clearly not funny. It's no, awful. No, it's
1: terrible. It's terrible. I mean, he and they were both they're both young men. You yeah, know? the guy was like 21 years old, and
0: so sad. The
1: guy who killed him was also like you know, 21 years old and went in and just
0: I mean, blasted uh, this guy allegedly, and, then, and, then allegedly. Alleged, and then
1: allegedly tried to escape America.
0: Yeah, but we have to say allegedly because he's not been convicted. Sure. He's just been sure. arrested. On, I can say right? whatever the
1: fuck I want. Oh. I don't know. I don't know the law. <laughs> I'm Good. drinking White Claws and there ain't Great. no laws when you're pounding claws. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. I'm drinking Rose. What are you drinking? Rose. Yeah, makes sense. We're married, so it's easier to get just one box. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm the one who bought it, so.
1: Oh, okay. We're going tit for tat. I, I bought dinner. What's up? No. <laughs> I got the tacos. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I meant because that's all there is to drink other than yeah. bourbon. Well, we'll get bourbon. Yeah.
1: We have a lot of bourbon. We do. Uh, one, another really cool thing if you're local to Louisville uh, and you're not if you're, if you're not really familiar with the restaurant Merle's Whiskey Kitchen today actually shared all of their profits from the day with their entire staff. Yeah. So every dollar brought in went back to the staff, which so I thought was cool. fucking cool. Yeah, I went in and I went in and bought a couple of tacos.
0: Yeah. I think that's just that is really cool. It's
1: a cool it's a cool idea. Yeah, good folks. They're the same people that have the green chili jam. We told you the story about the green chili jam that I broke the that jar. You that you okay. broke. Uh, yeah. Because of their faulty ass bag. That you dropped. Yeah. No.
0: The bag ripped.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Green chili jam gate. We're gonna figure it out. Let it get to the bottom of well,
0: it. Well, we have three more jars now.
1: We do have a few more jars. It's gonna be good. Christmas presents. It's
0: so good. Yeah. Do they sell that? Like.
1: I mean, I bought it there. I bought it at the. restaurant. I mean,
0: like, where like people could buy it online or no?
1: Uh, yeah, you can. I think you can go to greenchilijam.com. Oh, really? That's not a plug, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you can.
0: Oh, hey, sponsor us. And, <laughs> and it slaps. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: I feel like spice.
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of a spicy yeah. tone to it. Good in for a salsa and good on your tacos. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I will not stop now that you've told me to. I'll go the whole podcast like this.
0: We also low-key got a hookup on a used washer and dryer today because both of ours are on the out.
1: Yeah, so nothing works in our lives. <laughs> Everything breaks and falls apart, but we got some, hopefully... Very new, you know, to us, a washer and dryer. They better
0: fucking work. We haven't hooked him up, and we already paid the guy.
1: We got to get after this shit because I got to plug it up, or else I got to go that's find true. this guy. You know what I mean? So that's true. I can probably top I can probably stop talking shit anytime.
0: Mine's a mine's a girthy. It's a girthy boy. Yeah, and I am. I'm first, right?
1: Pretty mu- first, and maybe almost last ish I don't know how much I'm going to bring I to the table like this that's, time.
0: Okay, great. A lot of confidence there in your story. Thank
1: you so much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of confidence in my. You have, yeah. My story that I prepared for this week. Oh, good. Definitely prepared one.
0: You better have fucking something to tell me.
1: I have so many things to tell you. I will punch you. I have so many things to tell you. You're not even going to believe it. The story. You're going to be like, whoa, so much story. So much story. So many. Wow.
0: I'm not pleased with you right now.
1: I mean, when are you, though, really? So, you ready to tell me your story? Yes. Let's get it.
0: I am. Oh. And I know I always say this, but this one is a doozy.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. Either somebody's getting eaten, somebody's head's getting cut off, or a kid's going to go nuts. Maybe
0: all of those things.
1: I call it. What's good?
0: <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to just jump right in as always, do you okay?
1: That's a, yep, that's how it works. I mean, I'm not going to give you like a, you know,
0: whatever. <laughs> So, we're going to start with a woman named Stella Maudine Stevenson. Okay. Okay. She was born August 7th, 1943 in Colton, Oregon. Her parents were... Stella! (laughs) Alva Georgia Joe Duncan.
1: Alva Georgia Joe
0: Duncan? Yes. Sorry. That's a name, buddy. it's okay. It's the only time you're going to hear it.
1: Yeah, that's a name. And
0: George Stevenson. So, Stella grew up very poor and didn't have a very good childhood. She was raised partly in a logging camp in like a one room cabin. Oh, wow. And jumped around from motel to motel. Her mother apparently also jumped around with different men.
1: Oh, I mean, promiscuous. Yeah. More power and, too. She's allowed.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, not that stable for a, a young child. True, to true. Have different true, true. People in and out of her life.
1: Bunch of uncles.
0: Um, Uh, so she grew up fast and she actually became pregnant at the age of 16. Happens. Which apparently was from rape. Oh no. So I don't have a good feeling about all those. So this story just off to a
1: great fucking start.
0: There's many levels to this story. Um, but she did have the baby and she named her Cynthia. Cynthia. She eventually moved away and got married, but that marriage didn't last and Uh. ended in divorce. She then ended up in Auburn, Washington, where she would often go out to bars to meet new men. She was a big drinker. She liked to go and party. Same. And this is where she met a man named- I also
1: like to drink and meet men. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
0: Fuck. Okay. This is uh, where she met a man named Bruce Nickel. I think it's Nickel, based on everything I heard. It's N-I-C-K-E-L-L. So I don't think it's Nickel. Nickel. I think it's Nickel. Nickel. Uh, she met Bruce in 1974.
1: I bet he's worth all about five cents. He was a
0: gruff guy. Mm-hmm. He's a heavy equipment operator for the Washington State Highway Department. Mm-hmm. And was also a very heavy drinker. Same. Which actually suited Stella's lifestyle because she liked to party as well. So She liked to get down. It didn't bother her. Okay. Okay. Also, if this ever feels like I'm I hope this ever feels like I'm reading, if I am, it's literally my own notes. I'm not like reading sure. a Wikipedia. I mean you are page. you literally are reading. No, but I'm not reading like I don't want people to think I'm reading like the Wikipedia pages. Sure. I, like, I, I, I compa- compiled compiled my all my notes. That was for you right there. You're fine. It was for me. <laughs> okay. So a few months after they met, Stella moved into his trailer. You know, mm-hmm. very quick. As you and do. And two years later in 1976, they got married at a roadside chapel in Idaho. Nice. You know, one of those like drive through boys. I
1: Congratulations. Think.
0: <laughs> they pretty much did everything together and they actually had matching motorcycles.
1: That's that fucking cool. They
0: rode together. Yeah. Fuck
1: yeah. Well, if they don't ride them together, what's the How fucking stupid, point? stupid, right? Yeah.
0: We match, but we don't ever ride together.
1: No, he goes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'm Mondays (laughs) Mondays and Wednesdays.
0: And they also often went camping together. Oh. So that's kind of
1: fun. Seems like they have a nice thing going. Um, Don't fucking ruin this for me. I think
0: at some point, I only heard this, because I listened to like a bunch of different things. I've researched from all kinds of different articles. I think I heard that she she also had a second child Mm -hmm. after she had Cynthia Mm -hmm. before she got with Bruce, that she gave it up for adoption. Uh, and she wasn't so really goes. a good... She wasn't like a mother figure. Cynthia mm-hmm. spent most of her time with her grandmother and did not have a lot of time with her mom.
1: Because her mom was riding that fucking cool motorcycle. No, that was before
0: that. Oh, okay. Well, She had on. her child. She had a kid at fucking 16. age 16. 16, yeah. So As time went on, though, Bruce had become... Or maybe already was an alcoholic because he was a heavy drinker. But sure. at least... Definitely got full blown alcoholic while Stella didn't mind the drinking because she did it as well. She was not a fan of the $250 a night bar tabs Damn, that was being wrapped Get
1: up. you a 36 pack from the liquor store. I know, and kick right? It at the crib. Don't go
0: out every time. You're also Damn. drinking and driving, probably on your motorcycle. Oh, Those
1: fucking rookie alcoholics.
0: Um, so, after I think like a night out, or I think it potentially was like a long bender that he was sure. out and didn't come home. She was like, No, like all this money that you're spending and this is not okay. You've gotta make a choice. It's me or the booze. Like, straight up went like Mm -hmm.
1: no. Ultimatum time, motherfucker. And he He chose the booze.
0: Straight up went to rehab. Damn, good for you, bro. Freaking like day. Like went was like, Okay, I love you and went to rehab. That's awesome. That's great. Where he completely stopped drinking.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Good for him. For
0: her. And I'm sure that's not what you were expecting, but.
1: With your stories, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck I'm supposed to expect.
0: Yeah, well. So this was good for Bruce, but turned out not to be so great for Stella. Uh
1: huh, because he did a complete lifestyle change and she was still drinking, partying. Yeah, she really ended up
0: hating the fact that he was sober.
1: Oh, and she made him do it.
0: Well, she didn't care that he was drinking, she just didn't like that he was spending so much money drinking. Oh, now, sure now he's got his money right there were a There was a few nights where he, I think, didn't come home, which was never sure. fun for anybody. Sure, troubling,
1: scary, Yeah, scary stuff.
0: Um, So he would come home from a long day's work and sit in front of the TV and wouldn't want to go out, obviously, because he's sober. He wants to go to a fucking bar when you're sober. Yeah. So this threw a stop in her bar visits, and she became increasingly very fucking bored. Uh-huh. Which I, you know, you get when you like are used to like losing the time drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You know, she apparently started to request evening shifts at her security screener job at the Seattle Tacoma International Airport. She also started some new hobbies. Oh, God. And joined a bowling team.
1: I hope it's not like taxidermy or something fucking Well,
0: she made herself a large home aquarium that she invested a lot of time into as one of her main new hobbies. Okay. Was, you know, fish life.
1: She wants them fishes. (laughs) So she built herself an aquarium? That's kind of cool. Well,
0: you know, like, I'm sure she...
1: She put it together, you know, like found found pieces or whatever. Yeah, good for her. That's cool.
0: On June 5th, 1986, Bruce came home from a long day at work with a major headache. Uh He kissed Stella on the forehead and said he was going to take some Excedrin and go out back to watch the birds while the medicine, you know, kicked in. (laughs) He took four pills and walked outside. Suddenly, Bruce called out from the patio. He was like, babe, to which Stella asked, what do you want? He said, I feel like I'm going to pass out. And Stella heard a thud to which she ran out to find her husband, Bruce, on the ground Having, what she said, some kind of a fit. Great. Probably something that looked like a seizure. Uh Uh-huh. It was kind of flopping around. And
1: it it certainly wasn't Tylenol that he he took, right? It was Excedrin. Okay.
0: And he was unable to speak. Okay, so Stella Uh runs inside, grabs the phone, calls paramedics, uh, where her husband was then helicoptered to Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. But Bruce never regained consciousness, and within hours of rising, arriving at the hospital, he was dead.
1: Oh, so he, took, he came home with a headache, took some Excedrin, was trying to watch the birds and relax, and he essentially dies. Uh-huh. Oh, wow.
0: After examination at the hospital, doctors ruled that Bruce died of emphysema.
1: Okay. Which,
0: as somebody who has been an alcoholic for many, many years, and a heavy smoker, and being at the age of 52, didn't really seem that unexpected. Okay. But Stella was super fucking upset. And she was like, "No. He was he was great. He was, looked great that day. Yeah. He doesn't have emphysema." What are you talking about? Uh-huh. she was just kind of in denial. Like, "He what are you talking about? He looked fine. He doesn't have emphysema." Okay. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Okay. Now we're going to take a step away from Bella and Bruce for a second. I'm going to tell you about some other people. What? Okay. Okay. All right. Susan Snow was born April 13th, 1946. She was born a twin. Her oh, congratulations. Twin sisters, her twin sister's name was Sarah. She was born in Hobbs, Lee County, New Mexico. She was a really pretty girl. But Total weirdly babe. enough, Total also babe. at the age of 16, became pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she dropped out of high school and got married really early to her baby's father. But... She did well as a mother, however, she really wanted more for her life and divorced her first husband for another man. Mm. She ended up marrying that man, but it also didn't last. Oh, fuck. She, however, was a really hard worker. And as she got older, she ended up becoming an assistant vice president at a branch of the Puget Sound National Bank, south of Seattle. Oh, she's making By the age of 40.
1: She's making money. She's doing good. I mean, it
0: took her a while to get there, but by 40, she's... You know, she didn't have a high school diploma. Sure. And still like fucking ended up doing Vice that. Vice
1: president of a fucking bank. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. Right? Good
0: for her. She was a mother of two girls. One was grown and the other at um, this time that I'm telling you about was 15. She was, however, twice divorced from both those first two men, but had recently gotten remarried to a man named Paul Webking. What's up, Paul? He was 45 and at this point was a long haul truck driver.
1: That's a great gig. You can make a lot of this money doing that. This was Paul's
0: shit. fourth marriage.
1: Oh, that's kind of a red that's flag. That's a lot. That's a that is lo- a
0: lot of times to get married. That's a lot to like. Didn't work. Oop, let's do it again. Nope, didn't work. He was, no, you know, he what, was let's just do it again. He was just oh. addicted to the reception. Like, didn't he was work. Just, How about like, we do it again?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jesus.
0: On June eleventh, nineteen eighty-six, Sue Snow, Snow oh. Sue Snow woke up at six a.m. I heard a few different things as I
1: was... I swear to God, if she takes four Excedrin and dies... If I, as I was I'm researching.
0: Just... One, that she had a headache and wanted to start her day off with some Excedrin. What the... F- I just said... I also heard that she always started her day with Excedrin because it had caffeine and it helped her start her day. Who the fuck like a takes little Excedrin
1: just because? For
0: caffeine. Like, drink a cola.
1: Or coffee or tea.
0: Well, I don't like coffee, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that always fucks me up you
0: Apparently, like her husband did as well, being a long haul truck driver. He also used to take them in the mornings as well to give him like a boost.
1: That's weird. weird. I've never, I've never, I don't Agreed. It's not weird. I just, I've never, I mean, it is kind of I think to it's a like, take a caffeine pill. Yeah, or just like,
0: but it also could have been that real, she had like, just headaches. drink
1: some coffee, dog, It was also like, said
0: that she did have headaches. So I heard mixed reviews on that one. So her 15 year old daughter was the only other person home at this time, and she was getting ready in the shower. And she heard a loud thump. Oh, no. She didn't really think anything of it, so she kept getting ready. But as she stood in front of the mirror after she'd gotten out of the shower, she was doing her makeup, and she heard water running in the bathroom, like, you know, across the house, like in her sure. mom's bathroom, sure. which she thought was odd because her mom would have totally been already out of the bathroom, you know, get done getting doing ready the, by getting now. The
1: day, getting the day popping. Or
0: she And she also always took her showers at night, so she was like, She's not taking a shower. Uh-huh. She, okay. So she went to go check on her. Haley found Sue sprawled unconscious on the bathroom floor as the sink was about to fill over with water. Her eyes were wide open and her body was pale and stiff.
1: Jesus. Haley
0: rushed in and found no response. So at 643 a.m., Haley called 911 and said that she thought her mother had fallen while she was in the shower. Like, well, while Haley was in the shower. Oh,
1: okay. okay. So she was
0: breathing. She said she was breathing, but something was wrong. She was asked if her mother could talk, and Haley said, I don't know. It's like she's sleeping, but with her eyes open. Oof. Yeah. By 7 a.m., that
1: means she's a bit dead, doesn't it?
0: Well, she was breathing. Oh, she was
1: breathing, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like she's
0: sleeping, but with her eyes open. Yeah. By 7 a.m., the paramedics had arrived and had all signs to them that she was suffering, like all the signs to them appeared that she was suffering from a head injury Mm -hmm. and that she most likely had slipped while getting ready to take a shower just from the way that everything looked. But Haley found that really odd because as I said, she said her mom always takes showers the night before Mm -hmm. and there were no wounds or bumps or bruises on her head or anywhere on her body. To
1: indicate that like she had fallen. Exactly. No blood
0: or anything like that. Right. Also, her curling iron was plugged in like she was about to curl her hair. And you don't do that before you take a shower. Maybe she's about... Yeah. Or...
1: I mean, I don't curl my hair before I take it. I mean, I'm just saying, like...
0: (laughs) They also thought, well, maybe she got electrocuted somehow. But there were no burn marks. And, like, no fuses were blown. The power wasn't out. None of it really made sense. Her daughter said she had taken some Excedrin. But it was obvious when they looked at the pill bottle that she hadn't, like, overdosed because there were only a few pills missing. Okay. Susan was flown to Harborview Hospital where she remained unconscious. While doctors fought to figure out what was wrong with Susan? Finding it really difficult to treat her, seeing as she was a totally you know healthy woman before yeah. this. Yeah. But her health was quickly getting worse and worse, and her family were all super shocked as they were arriving at the hospital, finding her on life support at this point. Oh. They're like, wait, what? Okay. Like, what's, what's going on? like. Thinking yeah. that maybe she just had a fall, like it wasn't that big of a deal. Sure. And they get there and she's on fucking life support at this point, right? Oh, fuck. Can you so, imagine? No. Jesus. With no success of finding what was wrong, the doctors eventually declared her brain dead and by noon she was dead.
1: Okay. So feels like we're going down a similar road that we went down last week. Maybe. Don't be Maybe taken- not. If the next person takes Excedrin, I'm just saying...
0: So, the family was totally devastated and obviously very confused by the sudden death of this healthy 40-year-old woman, right? Right. So, in searching for answers, they had the medical examiners do a full autopsy of Susan's body after her death. Because, duh. Right. right? As you do. Yeah, of course. Why not? Right, right, right. Of course you need to do that. Assistant medical examiner, Dr. Corinne Fligna, I think is how you say it, led the autopsy. I know him. With assistance by a pathologist named Janet Miller. As the incision was made to the chest cavity of her body, Janet immediately was overwhelmed with the smell of a distinct odor that smelled like bitter almonds.
1: Wait, almonds? The smell of almonds? Bitter almonds.
0: Do we recall anything from last episode?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just having that experience.
0: Yeah. like
1: cyanide, right?
0: That's typically, yeah. Yeah. She told the doctor, who couldn't smell it at all, and was like, I smell, I smell a distinct smell that I, like, she recognizes.
1: Recognizes as almond.
0: And, well, as As, as as, an issue. It's not a smell she should be smelling coming out of a dead body. And the doctor was like, nah, I don't smell it. No. And Janet's like, Bro. as they continue, she keeps pushing. She's like, I smell like this. I smell this smell. Uh-huh. And I think at some point, somebody comes in to see if they had any updates on like anything. And Jana just unable to shake this distinct smell, just is like, no. But I smell this alarming smell that I shouldn't be smelling that I think is is a problem. Right, right, right. So finally, after some pushing, a sample of Susan's blood was sent to a toxicology lab to be tested. Susan's blood came back showing she had been poisoned with cyanide. And here we go. So there's, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode because I obviously still touched on cyanide on the last episode. Sure. There's a, there's a special, special? What is it? Special?
1: It's very There's fun. a special
0: gene that be- only between 20 and 40% of the world's population don't have.
1: Okay, they that don't
0: have it? Sorry, I said that weird. There's, yeah, a special gene between 20 and 40% of the world's population don't have that lets you smell that.
1: Like cyanide. Cyanide smell, that almond smell. Okay, that's, so Janet- that's kind of weird.
0: If Janet Miller hadn't been present for this autopsy, they never would have even suspected this at all. Because wow, they had no thought, yeah. th- th- right? Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. So now they're like, who the fuck would poison her, right? Yeah. Everyone immediately becomes suspect of her new husband, right? Mm-hmm. She was, however, his fourth fourth wife. wife. Yeah. And they'd only been married for like six months. <clears throat> yeah. So that's that's not not it's a great trouble. look. Yeah, Paul. yeah. It's not a good look. Not a good look, Paul. Paul had also actually cheated on her with an old girlfriend prior to them getting married that everyone close to her knew about, especially her twin sister. and But they decided to work it out and get through it. Paul also didn't act very upset after the death of her. And it was said that he was seen wearing a lot of Hawaiian shirts after her death. Vacation <laughs> like he was time. Like vacation.
1: I'm going on vacation. My wife's dead. Yeah. I'm going very to weird. Hawaii.
0: Something else that struck her twin sister as odd was that she noticed that the pills that she had taken were capsules and not the solid pill, which she never took.
1: So she never took the capsule or she never took the pills? She
0: never took the capsules. Because uh, okay. prior to this event, were the tyno- Tylenol...
1: Yeah. Okay, whoa. Murders. Okay, right. So everybody was shook and on capsules. And she was
0: like, she always took the solid pill. We didn't do the capsules. We okay. were too worried about it. Yeah. When her sister asked Paul about this... He said he bought. Uh, she had bought them as a by mistake, and we're just gonna deal and take them, and would you know get the other ones later or whatever.
1: I wish so bad she would have just had a cup of coffee. Right. I just wish so bad she would have just had a cup of coffee.
0: Excedrin. such a weird. Is move that off. like a thing weird that I? I'm move. so. If if
1: that's something that people I think do gonna, or did, like, I like I, I've never heard of that. I mean, mar- she also did
0: often get migraines, so maybe she just combated it both. With, sure. headache and waking up early I don't know so Paul let the police search the house for them to look for where for where the cyanide poisoning may have come from okay the night before was like before she died was normal he cooked dinner they then got into the hot tub after dinner which was confirmed by Susan's older daughter that's gold who had come by that night and said she was normal her mood was up and everything was fine okay yeah gold right
1: I, wanna I want to just eat dinner tub. and just sit in the hot tub. Killeen. That's dope. That sounds fantastic.
0: Paul wrote, uh, so, but also, these are just things Ooh. that are odd that I'm kind of listing a little bit here. Paul rode with his boss to the hospital when he found out that she had been admitted. Sure. And his boss said that his demeanor was completely fine. But granted, he didn't know the severity of the situation.
1: Right, like he didn't know exactly what was going on.
0: His stepdaughter also said he was calm at the hospital until he found out what was wrong, to which it has been said that he got very pale and stressed out when he figured out what that it was bad, right?
1: I mean, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Susan, another thing that I found very odd that I learned that I just want to add in there is that Susan kept a picture of the woman that Paul cheated on her with. Mary and actually had even showed it to her daughter at one point saying, Look at this bitch.
1: Well, like so she like kept it, like just yeah, had like, it showed with her it all daughter. The time? Like, look at
0: this fucking bitch. That's this is who weird. he cheated on me with. And she harbored a lot of very bad resentment and, like couldn't didn't really get over this cheating thing. But she still very much loved him and just didn't want to be without him and didn't want to lose him. Okay. Apparently the only time he showed emotion was when he found out He was the prime suspect in Susan's murder. That'll
1: stress you out. That will stress you out.
0: The police took many things from his house to test, including the open bottle of Excedrin. And of the 60-pill bottle, there was only 54 pills left. Nine of them, of the 54 left, had four times the lethal amount of cyanide in them.
1: Jesus. When they were tested. 54 of them did?
0: No, nine.
1: Oh, so not all of them had four were. four times. Not all of them were. No, it was were. a
0: 60 pill bottle. She took four. Right. So then that doesn't account for two more. So mm-hmm. it'd be six. And then, so nine, 10, 11, 12. There was only, so 13 total of that bottle had cyanide in them. She took four, of which nine of them were left that hadn't mm. in the bottle that still had cyanide in them. Right.
1: I wonder if it's the same dude who did the Tylenol shit.
0: When he was caught. Well, we don't know. That person's never been caught. Fucking true. When he was called, when Paul was called by the doctor who was like doing all the investigations into, you know, her death to try to figure out her cause, he actually asked if she could have died from capsule poisoning. Really? Yeah. When he was informed of this, he wasn't, oh wait, and then when he was actually informed of her death because of these cyanide, you know, laced capsules, he was like, Not surprised, because that's exactly what he thought it was. Whoa. He actually said the morning of her death, he took two capsules from the bottle himself, which makes up for the other two missing capsules. Because
1: they were obsessed with fucking taking, etc.
0: Right? Yeah. No one saw him take them, but there were the two missing from the bottle, because she only took four. Right. As they continued to look at Paul, they also looked for other possible suspects, which included... Weirdly enough, an angry bank customer that Susan had turned in for bank embezzlement six months before her death. Ooh. as well, this is really weird. There was a weird note that had been left on her desk at work that said, "To the whore of Puget Sound Bank." But this was years yeah. earlier.
1: What does that mean?
0: I don't know. Uh, but no suspects really caught their eye like Paul had. Mhm. Which the husband always does, right?
1: Yeah, it's like that's like the go-to, right?
0: Mm, Yeah. They searched Paul's work truck, but didn't find anything. At one point, he actually destroyed a bottle of Excedrin, Excedrin, and told police that he did it. He told police that he destroyed the bottle, Mm -hmm. but said he did it because he didn't want to look suspicious for having the thing that murdered his wife. I don't understand that at all.
1: Bold strategy. Let's see how that works out.
0: So the company Bristol Myers, which was the, you know, uh, the company People that owns, etc., that made the etc. was contacted as concerns simming from the Tylenol murders mm-hmm. that they feared mm-hmm. that they may have a copycat murder, mm-hmm. but police really thought they had an isolated, 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 isolated incident. But Bristol Myers moved ahead with a recall on all their extra strength capsules, which cost the company millions of dollars. Sure, this recall thrusted her murder into the public, catching our friend Stella Nichols' ear. Stella. Our girl from the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: This death happened only a few miles away from her home. Fuck. And she immediately became suspicious because her husband had also taken pills and she did not believe he died of what they said of emphysema and he had actually just passed a physical exam weeks earlier.
1: So she thinks that it was the Excedrin as well, right? Okay.
0: So the police receive a call from Stella freaking out over the similarities of her husband's death. Bruce, just six days earlier, she explained the circumstances around his death and officers came to her home and asked to see the bottle of Excedrin that he had taken, which only had about eight pills left in it. She also handed the officer an unopened box of pills that was still in its actual, like, box, box, not just unopened. Okay. That she said she had bought to replace the one that that was about to run out. She said she bought them about two weeks apart, but couldn't remember exactly where she bought the first bottle, but somewhere close in town. But she knew she bought the second bottle at this place called, like, Johnny Martin's, which is right in town. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So, are we still on board? Yes. We're following. Yes. So... The police contact the medical examiner's office to ask if Bruce, Stella's husband, mm-hmm. had been tested for cyanide poisoning when they did his autopsy. And they were obviously like, no, because you don't just do that. Right. You don't just test every dead person for cyanide poisoning. Right. You know, right. like, why would yeah. they do that when they, his cause of death was just normal. like
1: sure. Seemingly, right. Emphysema. Yeah.
0: Bruce had, at this point, already been buried. Mm-hmm. A they, little while. Do
1: they exhume his ass? Later.
0: No. But this is another one of those things where I heard two different things. And When I say I hear two different things, they're from like, both from legit sources. So that's why I'm always conflicted as to which one is right. right. You know, because I watched an episode of Snapped. I listened to... Some legit pod- You didn't just
1: watch one episode of Snap. You've seen no, every one of those fucking one. episodes.
0: But I, you know, for different... I watched different episodes of... Or wasn't, this was No, Snapped? it wasn't Snapped. It wasn't Snapped. It was Forensic Files. I was files. about to
1: say. You just gave me a no. Easter egg right there. No, no, no. no it was, was Forensic Files. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Um, and I watched Forensic Files, and I listened to Case File. Case Files episode... It's a podcast. Long. That's a... They give you a lot of details. They give you a lot of the deets. But, anyway, so... They say that they still had a vial of his blood, but I also heard that on, whatever, I think it was forensic files, something like this, that his eyes had been, or in a tube.
1: His eyes?
0: Because they were getting ready to be, like, donated. Like, okay, they were getting ready yeah, to be like harvested organ or donating, yeah, yeah, harvested. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That is not the right term.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. They're going to have a nice so bowl I don't know if of it was eyeballs like... <laughs> for Thanksgiving supper. It's harvest season.
0: So I don't know if it was a tube with his eyes in the blood or the blood. Sure. Know. But sure. they did have his DNA. Bruce's blood was tested. Turns out he had also been poisoned with
1: cyanide. Motherfucker. Right.
0: The police had taken both bottles of medicine from... Stella's house, Stella and Bruce's home, uh-huh. to be tested for the poisoning. Two of the eight pills that were left in the first bottle contained cyanide. Okay. In the second, there were, this was the unopened one.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm with you.
0: Were, there were only 35 of 40 pills inside, and four contained cyanide. There were no foreign fingerprints, and it was determined that the pills used in both murders of Susan and Bruce had come from the same source, but there was literally no connection other than them both being in the same community.
1: Okay. Okay? Okay.
0: So that's weird, right? That's very weird, yeah. Like they had a connection only, but they knew they came from the same source based on like the cyanide and stuff. Sure. But- they only those they didn't know each other the mm-hmm. only connection was that they just like lived in the same community
1: geographically right yes. okay
0: at this point the authorities were growing concerned of a potential serial killer or a possible copycat killer right paul and paul webking and stella nickel the two the husband you know of uh sue and the wife of bruce who Obviously, we were like, our significant others died of cyanide poisoning. Right. What the fuck yeah, yeah. Filed wrongful death suits against the company, against Brinsel Myers. Okay.
1: Makes, I mean, makes sense.
0: Paul actually went after them saying that all capsules should be banned. And he was pissed about the handling of Bruce's autopsy, saying that if capsules, saying that if they had done it correctly, that Susan might still be alive.
1: I mean I get his I get it. I get his frustration for sure. Yeah. We're
0: under major Major duress too. Uh, Yeah. True. And he was super pissed because he felt like investigators were wasting time looking at him instead of finding Susan's real killer. Okay. Also, surprisingly, all three of Paul's ex wives were supportive of him, saying he wasn't somebody who would kill his wife. He just divorces ah,
1: <laughs> That's good. I mean, that's good.
0: they're like, yeah, well, his character sucks. He's
1: a dick, know. but he ain't a murderer.
0: And Paul... Ended Can't up,
1: keep a wife to save his life.
0: <laughs> he ended up taking a lie detector test and proved that he was being truthful and not having anything to do with his late wife's murder. Okay. After all of this, the police were satisfied that Paul actually didn't have anything to do with it. And the police officially cleared him... As being as no longer being a suspect, and so yeah, basically Paul was just a shitty human. Yeah, (laughs) he wasn't a murderer. He just sucked. Okay,
1: I'm with it because there were all those
0: things that were like tallying up against him about him just you know right really made him look fucking suspicious as fuck right. But he was cleared. Great. So in total. 15,000 bottles of Excedrin were run through an x-ray machine Uh-huh. because the cyanide would apparently appear darker on an x-ray machine, which makes it easily seen. All right. Of all the bottles that they ran, there was only one other pill bottle that had four tampered capsules.
1: Those people that got the tampered with bottles have the worst luck. Yeah. Ever.
0: And it also came. This also the same bottle also came from that store that Stella the purchased same store. her bottle
1: from. Wow. Okay. So it's just like that. It to me right now it's just like sure. The, it seems so similar to the Thailand absolutely
0: killers. right.
1: Yeah, the Tylenol killings. Yeah.
0: So they were able to rule out that it was not a tampering from the man, manufacturing side of it. So
1: there goes those lawsuits. And
0: that it was something that happened after distribution because another bottle was found randomly when a person working at one of these like local shops saw that it had been put back like you know like when you pick up something and you don't put it back where right yeah and they were like okay sure everybody does this but this is this is is excedrin no it wasn't excedrin but it was a random oh like a random other medicine okay and so they were like i'm just gonna go ahead and call the authorities on this one because who fucking knows right so they turn it in And it was not Etcetran. Okay. The FBI put together a profile. Actually, at one point, I thought this was like a weird fact, saying that they think the suspect would have actually attended the victim's funerals to like revel in the chaos and mock police.
1: Jesus. What a dick.
0: Now seeing that it could potentially be different brands of capsule pills,
1: Uh Washington
0: State actually placed a 90-day ban on all non-prescription capsule pills.
1: I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, hell
0: yeah. I that's feel like smart. that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a wise, that's a proactive move.
0: All of the drug companies, all of the drug companies who were affected by this ban came together and put out a $300,000 reward for any information that would lead to the capture of the person doing these poisonings.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, that's a big fucking reward. Yeah. So there were a total of where we're at right now. There are a total of five bottles that, ca- that were contaminated, right?
1: Right. Where, that we know of. Right. Two of
0: them came from the Nichols' home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The cyanide was examined, and they actually found that it was mixed with some tiny green crystals that they determined was something common with algae killer.
1: Okay. And a
0: chemist found an exact match to a specific algae killer That had the exact same, you know, chemical makeup. Okay. So they found the exact algae killer that it had been mixed with. Uh Uh-huh. And then when it was crushed up, that algae killer was crushed up, it matched the exact same green crystals mixed with the cyanide.
1: Okay, so they figured out where where the mixer came from. They
0: figured out exactly what it was mixed with. Right. So John Sylvester, a special agent in this area, went to multiple different pet stores around this small town... Carrying a folder of pictures of people close to Susan and Bruce. Okay. Showed them to the owners and the staff to see if they recognized anyone that had purchased this algae killer. Okay? Okay. He ended up at a place called Fish Gallery and Pets. Okay,
1: cool. Oh, Fish Gallery and Pets.
0: And the store's manager confirmed that they carried that product, but not often because he didn't like it. He said... Moisture would often get into the packet, which would ruin them, basically making them unusable. So he only ordered it when it was specifically asked by a customer.
1: Oh, got you, bitch.
0: He showed in the photo album, and one person stuck out as a frequent, sometimes weekly customer that was a hobbyist fish collector.
1: Oh, girl with her fucking fish tank, because you did see this shit on Snapped. You did see this shit on Snapped. And dreamed of
0: owning her own fish store someday. It was 44-year-old Stella. Fucking Stella. Fucking Stella. He said she didn't like the liquid algae killer and specifically asked for the tablets.
1: Because she knew she could do some fucking fucked up shit with it.
0: No, no, no. To which he warned her to first crush them up before putting them into the tank to help it dissolve.
1: Okay, okay. So, confused,
0: the police didn't understand why or how this linked back to Stella, seeing as if she had poisoned her husband, she had already gotten away with it, right? Right. He was His death was ruled by natural causes. So, why would she call the cops and bring it back to light Sure. And how did any of this link back to Susan, a person she did not know mm. or have any correlation with, right?
1: There's got to be somebody or something else we don't know about. Some there's she had a boy toy or something. I don't know. Well,
0: Stella, they start so they start to look into Stella, right?
1: Like inside of her.
0: I don't think they looked inside of her body.
1: No, not all jokes are like, great. They're not. Hey, it's not all comedy. You know what? This you
0: know? is a weird fucking. Of all the people so
1: it's like, who uh, have me, these contaminated pills? Can I just, can I just ask you a question? Yeah. So she had like some algae killer mixed in with arsenic?
0: Cyanide.
1: Si- sorry, cyanide in pills, right? Just to backtrack. And they figured out that it was an algae they, killer that was mixed with they the broke medicine down the, or the yes. cyanide? Yeah, like,
0: so they broke down the cyanide to like obviously see if it like, so, had been tampered with or right. whatever. And they find this. Crystal chemical. was it like an
1: ingredient?
0: It was a crystal chemical th- that was made up of four different
1: little compounds, like compounds. Or something. I'm
0: sure, which then they realized was was similar. What what? Which was something that was usually made up of an algae ki- algae killer. Uh huh. Then they were able to break that down and realize that it was this specific algae killer. So it was essentially so like an algae killer particles. Essenti- some yeah.
1: It was essentially like an ingredient. No. It was just a. It was just in there. It as it was like, a byproduct, it like
0: was as if the cyanide had been mixed up in a bowl that had been mixed up. Okay. Where the algae killer maybe had been mixed. Uh,
1: up. Okay, I see now. So, okay. okay, okay, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. No, good questions. So Stella and Bruce were actually in insane financial, like turmoil, right? Same. Because <laughs> obviously they're gonna start looking into her. Right? Sure. Yeah. They found out that their home was about to be foreclosed on, which it was, it was a, that their trailer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a, well, yeah. She and spent too much money on that damn fish tank. Stella, they found, wrote a letter to the financial, I guess the mortgage company or the people who owed the debt. And it said, quote, dear sirs, I know that I am overdue with my payments. There is good reason for it. I am having marriage problems. They are about solved, and I would like to ask if you would have faith in me personally. Bruce is no longer involved, and I would like a chance to prove my worth to you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Stella also took days off from work before Bruce's murder. And her friend recalls her purchasing more than one bottle of Excedrin while they were out shopping.
1: This bitch.
0: Stella was also the sole beneficiary of $76,000 in life insurance on her husband, Bruce.
1: Mm. Okay, okay. That doesn't it's all seem like get, that much, right? No, but it's still... I mean, it, to me, it does.
0: But she also would receive an additional $100,000 in life insurance if Bruce died by accident. Well,
1: I wonder how this... I wonder what's coming next.
0: Bruce's original autopsy was ruled due to his like smoking habitet, habitet? habit habit? Cabinet. It's like habit? a cabinet,
1: but for your habits.
0: <laughs> Not an accident. So as soon as Susan's death was made public, Stella was demanding the same happen to her husband. Mm-hmm. Immediately after finding the same results for her death, for his death, she was handed her new death certificate that ruled his death accidental. Liberty Bibberti. <laughs> In January 1987, Stella's grown daughter approached police with information. Oh, God. Her mother had spoken to her repeatedly about wanting Bruce dead, having grown bored with him after he quit drinking.
1: Damn. You're (laughs) the one that made him quit drinking.
0: Her daughter claimed that that she had even told her that she tried to poison Bruce dead. Previously, with foxglove hidden in capsules, which is like a natural, grown, yeah, um, yeah. poison, like a poisonous plant. herb, yeah. And when that failed, she had begun library research into other methods.
1: Honey, I'm gonna go to the research. I'm gonna go to the library. I gotta figure out how to kill your dad. I mean, what the fuck?
0: Records. So the police start to look into like her library card, and go and track down the books that she had checked out. Uh-huh. They also match up her fingerprints with these books. Ooh. And from the records at the Auburn Public Library, it showed that she checked out numerous books about poisons, including human poisonings from native and cultivated plants and deadly harvest.
1: Well, <laughs> Deadly harvest. The, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um, and... The FBI identified her fingerprints on cyanide-related pages of a number of works that she had checked out during this period By the uh, during the period of which she had yeah, checked out these books. Right, okay. So after all of this very incriminating evidence and...
1: What's so incriminating? Her
0: daughter coming forth and saying all of this.
1: Yikes. On December
0: 9th, 1987... Stella was indicted by a federal grand jury on five counts of product tampering.
1: Oh, uh, she's fucked. That's big pharma and big business. She's yeah, fucked, bro.
0: Including two, which resulted in the deaths of Bruce and Snow. Oh. The way that I wrote that was weird. I did her his first name and her last name. Don't know why I did that. That's okay. And arrested uh, on that same day. She went on trial in April 1988. And... That's the year she, I got here. Yeah, it was. Literally the same month. Yeah. And I was just
1: baby shitting in my diaper.
0: <laughs> she was found guilty Weird. of all charges on May 9th after only five days of jury deliberation.
1: Well, I mean, five days of deliberation is kind of a long time, though. Not
0: really. I'm like, It wasn't a murder, well, like, but it was murder.
1: Sure. It was, it was fucked up.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stella's legal team actually sought a mistrial. This is sort of funny. On grounds of jury tampering and judicial misconduct, one of the jurors had been a plaintiff in a case involving a pill baked into Pepperidge Farm goldfish crackers. I'm sorry? <laughs> While, yeah, that was deemed to be a manufacturing error. The defense thought they could use it as a product tampering, uh, like, you know, issue. Peace, yeah, For grounds okay. of yeah, I have a new trial, but however the motion was denied, mm-hmm. and Stella was sentenced to two terms of ninety years in prison for the death.
1: Gosh, she's gonna be like two hundred years old when Bruce she gets out.
0: And Sue, and three ten-year terms for the other product tampering. She's gonna
1: be like two hundred forty years old <laughs> when she gets out.
0: All sentences were sentences were to run concurrently. And the judge ordered Stella to pay a small fine and forfeit her remaining assets to the families of her victims.
1: All $7 she had left over after all the legal shit.
0: Um, she was actually put.
1: I guess she wasn't bored anymore. You know, I mean, oh, she right. gave her something to do
0: with her. What she was sentenced, though, with she did have parole eligibility, uh-huh. which put her up for parole last year. Did she get 2018, it? 2018, the age of 75. Damn! Um, As of April 2019, she is still housed at a female only low security, minimum security federal correctional institute in Dublin, California.
1: I'm mean, going to go to prison anyway. California feels is, like a good place.
0: Yeah, her release date is given as July 10th, 2040. And no parole hearings are provided. Based off she, of the last she was so denied, she's gonna be
1: released when she's like she's not gonna dead. be released. yeah she's de- I always I it always fucks me up it's like why not just give somebody life in prison why are we giving you get nine hundred years the, you know the the crimes the way that they stack yeah and it's you just can't the, really the get someone you can't get yeah. life for certain things so they sure. just give you the maximum and or whatever like unless you have inhuman abilities you're gonna die yeah. in prison
0: well and that's why they do it to you it's like yeah they know you're still it. it. it's still yeah. life it's still yeah. a life it's still
1: absolutely life. Sometimes it's like, bitch, you can have two lives. Yeah, but you say that I say
0: that, but she did she was up for parole last year. Wow. You know?
1: She didn't get it. She was like, I just I would go straight what I would do is I would go straight to the um I would go straight to the pharmacy. And I would know, buy the, just a couple the of pet bottles. I'd go to the pet and store. Fish. i just be would be real passionate I've about growing like, my koi pond my, my koi pond again, <laughs> and uh, and I had a certain I had a certain fun mixing mixing. I've watched Finding
0: Nemo when I've been here a few times. I'm gonna get me a fish tank like <laughs> like that dentist.
1: Excedrin is friends, not poison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Stella continues to maintain her innocence forever up until the trial, after the trial, and claim that her daughter. Lied about her involvement in the case to reap the three hundred thousand dollars of reward money being offered.
1: Oh, her 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 daughter did.
0: Her daughter, who came forward with all that.
1: Oh shit! She
0: received two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of Damn, that money.
1: Damn, that's cold as ice. Yeah, that's what you get when you kill people. Though. Stella
0: also alleges, among other things, that the evidence actually points to another person as the killer. And that the testimony about various smaller details in the case, such as the store owner who said, uh, who talked about her having purchased that algae destroyer, was influenced by promises of payment. Oh. Yeah. So, just to ramp it up, after the 1980s, oh, oh, no, wait, but also with that, um with the payout, it broke it down. I was like, who got paid for what or whatever. Right. There was eight people who actually got paid out from that 300000 but her the da- daughter
1: got the bulk of that daughter,
0: shit. Her daughter, yeah, getting two hundred and fifty thousand. Another person got fifteen grand. Someone got ten. Another person wow. got seventy five hundred. Another person got seventy five hundred. And like four different people got a payout of like twenty five hundred.
1: Jesus.
0: But her daughter got the bulk. Of it. She
1: got that. She got that. She that even stash, and she testified bro.
0: against her at court as well.
1: Damn. What I mean. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. You know.
0: After the 1982 Chicago Tylenol murders, Mm -hmm. new FDA regulations.
1: What? Okay, (laughs) we're leaving all that in, so just.
0: Regulations went into effect, which made it a federal rather than just a state or local crime to tamper with consumer products.
1: Makes fucking sense. So,
0: under this law, Stella's crime was prosecutable as a federal product tampering case as well as a state murder case. So, wow. they actually took her to trial for the, and she got convicted for the tampering. She got all that for the tampering, not the murder. Not the
1: actual subsequent deaths. Because wow. they thought if she got
0: off on the tampering, they could, they get her could her for the take murders. her back for the murders.
1: Wow. Well, they got her ass.
0: Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. And the reason that this all, circ- I, I found this was because it's, I mean, it, it all kind of stems from, Last week's episode, yeah, absolutely. And Stella Nickel was the first person brought to trial and the first convicted under a f- the federal law, mm. based off the 1983 law that they made from the Tylenol murders.
1: Yeah, because when they never found that guy or person or human or whoever, right?
0: No, but it was the law that they created, the right, Tylenol right. Act thing yeah. that they created. That's what got her. And she, but she was the first person to be. Convicted,
1: Jesus, uh,
0: under that new law. Stella, don't poison people. Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That it, that I, I wouldn't have assumed that there would have been another large incident.
0: Well, it was it was only two people, but still. And the only I don't know if I circle back to this, but actually, I don't think I even did mention this was like one of the main parts of this. What ties her back to Stella? It it wasn't her trying to do a mass poisoning.
1: It was her trying to kill her husband, right? She
0: killed her husband. Yeah. And when it wasn't ruled accidental, she put the bottle of pill... Back. Back out so that it would come under investigation again and look like when an epidemic, look wow. like, like another serial killer, so that she could then... Yeah. Bring it up and say, look, somebody else died just like yeah. my husband. Yeah. So she killed sue
1: just just to cover her own tracks
0: to no, so that she could get another hundred thousand dollars in life insurance wow. she already got oh, away yeah, with she it she got the 75 she grand. already got away with it yeah she called the police she brought it back up that's she fucked killed up. another that's person so, so she could get another hundred thousand dollars yeah that's fucked that's up. the most fucked up thing about this
1: jesus
0: christ yeah. so
1: that's the excedrin murders now i guess is
0: what that one's no, called. no it has a name I can't think of what it's. I can't remember what it's the called.
1: The Stella murders, because you're a cold-hearted bitch, <laughs> Stella. Fuck you, Stella.
0: Yeah, so that's that story, which I found as I was researching the Tylenol murders.
1: Oh, word! I thought. I mean, they yeah. the correlation makes sense. Like you would have. I mean, obviously. Yeah.
0: She kind of got the idea from that, so and just ran with it. I think. I mean, I I would assume you would
1: assume. Yeah, Jesus. But
0: I, if she would have just never said anything. She would have never got caught. She would have been a hundred thousand dollars short, but like, bitch, you already got like seventy five grand yeah. and got away with murdering your husband. You literally went to the cops and had them reinvestigate your you murdering your husband. Yeah, that's insane. It just blows my mind.
1: Yeah, that's insane to me. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So. Wow.
0: And then her daughter's like Fuck you. Guess what, mom? I'm gonna do the same to you and get two hundred and fifty thousand. Bitch
1: you only got one seventy five. I'm gonna get two fifty.
0: She only got her mom only got seventy
1: five. Oh, cause she but she was gonna get the other hundred.
0: Well, I guess she probably did That was the point, at right? Some point. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was but I thought that that's was That's what inevitably sent her to prison, so. Yeah, that's
1: fucking crazy,
0: man. Yeah. No, it's a
1: good job, babe. So I've got a few little short snippets oh, of stories okay. for you this evening. Okay. Uh, I said I was going to do Christmas-themed stuff. Right. So I thought I would talk a little bit about a few Christmas murders. Oh, fuck. Famous Christmas murders.
0: Didn't you already do one of these?
1: I did one. I'm about to do five more. Oh, good. So the first one we're going to talk about is Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. In 2008, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo turned a festive Christmas Eve gathering into a bloodbath that became known as the Covenia Massacre. Pardo, who is 45, arrived at the home of his former in-laws around 11.30 p.m. He was dressed as friggin' Santa Claus with a gift-wrapped flamethrower in one what? hand. A gift-wrapped flamethrower. But, but I don't think he was giving it to anyone. And a 9 millimeter semi-automatic in the other.
0: Oh, wait. Did you say he was dressed as Santa? Yeah. Yeah. This one's
1: this is not like I'm not gonna this, do like yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I know this one. This
1: one I'm not doing the whole story. I'm sure. just like giving little yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think I know this one. Yeah,
1: this one's really famous. Uh, he opened,
0: like a bunch of family there, right?
1: Yeah, he opened fire as soon as he walked in the oh, house. Oh yeah. Hitting an eight-year-old in the face as she ran to hug him, he then yeah. indiscriminately opened fire on the other guests. After the shootings, Pardo unwrapped the homemade flamethrower right and set the house on fire. Pardo killed nine people that night and wounded three others.
0: It was all his family.
1: His victims included his ex-wife and her parents. Yeah. After the after the attack, he drove thirty miles from the scene and was later found dead from self inflicted gunshot. Wounds. He
0: also, fun fact, <laughs> don't know if it's fun, when he did the flamethrower, he actually got, got like shit on himself and got caught. Burned himself, himself really on fucking fire bad, right? Yeah. And had the like at the Santa suit, like it like yeah. like burnt to his skin. Yeah. Which I, I, I think was that, part yeah. of the reason he actually had a getaway. He was gonna like go jump the border. But I he think was they so badly Hispanic. burned that he like I think he was Hispanic.
1: Um he seems pretty Caucasian. Oh to really? Me. Yeah he looks like his name is I was is, thinking his that. name is Jeffrey. Bruce okay. Jeffrey. I was thinking
0: that he was Hispanic. But he I, if it's the one I'm thinking of, he was gonna like peace out, but like he, he burned bur- he himself, himself so bad. up so bad that he ended up just killing himself. Yeah. Yeah that one's nuts.
1: Next we're gonna talk about Preston Pollard, on Christmas Eve 2014, a young man sets off on an 1,100-mile journey to see his girlfriend for Christmas. This, however, was it not a like romantic...
0: It sounds like that... It sounds like that um, like, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie, where he's like... i Yeah! yeah, yeah. Probably not as fun.
1: Preston Pollard, who is 23, a recent Air Force basic training graduate... Purchased a plane ticket for his girlfriend, Rose Corder, so she could visit. When her when her plans changed, Pollard drove 15 hours from Texas to Florida Shit. To, yeah, right, to take revenge. Arriving at the house just after midnight, Rose's stepmother, Mary Lou Hudson, answered the door to him and Pollard opened fire. Having shot her, he turned the gun on Rose's father, Richard Hudson, and fired again, killing him instantly. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Hearing the gunshot, Rose locked her nieces and nephews in the bathroom and escaped through a window to raise the alarm. Police found Preston Pollard dead in his car in the early hours of Christmas Day, having turned the gun on himself. What year is that? 2014.
0: Jeez, that's not that long ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm going to keep him going. I got another one. On Christmas Day, 2010- Three-year-old Neva Jackson watched from the back seat of the car as her mother was brutally slain on a Los Angeles street.
0: That's my aunt's name. I don't usually hear that name very often.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gang members Darnell Deshawn Houston, Lamar McKnight, and Ezekiel Smith shot 25-year-old nurse Kashmir James nine times in a suspected gangland execution. Oh, God. Yeah, this is fucked up. The gunman had mistaken James for someone else. All three gunmen, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, just wrong place, wrong time. All three gunmen were found guilty. Houston and McKnight were sentenced to life without possibility of parole, and juvenile Simon received twenty nine years. God, yeah, it's fucked up.
0: Well, I mean,
1: yeah, all of these are just these are, and as I said, these are just kind of quick, like just little Christmas crimes to get you going in your Christmas, just little some Christmas murders.
0: Yeah, so uplifting,
1: (laughs) marvelous, Keen was the ringleader behind Dayton, Ohio's worst murder spree. Known as the 1992 Killing Christmas, uh, Christmas Killings, Keene and three accomplices began a three-day murder and robbery rampage that began on Christmas Eve and left six people dead and two injured.
0: Who decides they're going to do this shit on fucking Christmas? Dickheads. Like, take the day. Enjoy You can Christmas. be a criminal... Uh, three hundred and and yeah, you know thirty. Some you got it. Other day. You
1: got it. You got it. You know how many days are in the year. You got it.
0: I know, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah,
1: Keen was convicted of five murders. Just
0: take off holidays was what I was trying. Just to. Just take the day off. I was trying to calculate. I don't know how many. Get back to crimes.
1: <laughs> the other three hundred and sixty-three days of the year. So Keen <laughs> was convicted of five murders, and at age thirty-six was executed by lethal injection in wow. two thousand and nine. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Where and where? uh Dayton, Ohio. and okay.
0: oh, Jackson in 2009? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That seems That's crazy.
1: Super crazy. On the 7th of December 1959, well, okay. Dr. Harold Perelson went on a murderous rampage in his Los, in his Los Angeles home. He fatally bludgeoned his wife Lillian uh. with a ball pen ball-peen
0: hammer. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say a ballpoint pen. Jesus. I was like, that took a lot of Yeah, it took wax. a lot of stabs.
1: Before turning the hammer on his 18-year-old daughter, Judy, oh. she received a savage beating and her screams woke the two younger children in the house who fled. Judy managed to stagger to a neighbor's house seeking help oh and survived the attack. When police arrived at the house, Dr. Harold Perelson had fatally poisoned himself by drinking acid, and he died with yeah. the hammer still in his hand.
0: But also, Harold Perelson?
1: Harold Perelson.
0: What a name. Mm-hmm. Who drinks acid to kill himself? Ow!
1: Ouch. Big ouch. It's like that dude from um, S-Town. He drank poison. Ugh. On Christmas Eve 2007, Joseph McEnroe and his girlfriend, Michelle Anderson, drove to Carnation, Washington... to to visit Michelle's parents. Wayne and Judy Anderson were the parents, and by the time they left that home, six people would be dead, fatally wounded by gunshots in what became known as the Carnation Christmas Massacre. Yeah,
0: okay. I think I've heard of this one.
1: The victims, Wayne and Judy, Michelle's older brother, Scott, his wife, Eric, and their two children, Olivia and Nathan, were the victims. Oh, my gosh. McEnroe claimed that he was coerced into killing... The family by Michelle. He escaped the death penalty but was sentenced to life. Michelle Anderson is still waiting. Trial.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just a few little Christmas murders. Christmas, very heinous, broad strokes of people just not coping with the season. No. You know, much better than I do, really. (laughs) I'm a grumpy butt on Christmas for the most part.
0: I literally thought about doing, like, looking up Christmas
1: there's more than I thought. That article that I Stuff. found it, it just it's was like a it's like a murder Wikipedia thing and it just lists like all these murders that take place on this day. It's crazy. Oh my
0: gosh. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I I didn't I it's funny you ended up going down that path and I didn't
1: Yeah. Well I couldn't find anybody getting abducted by aliens on Christmas or like Santa oh. Claus being an alien or anything, so maybe next week. Oh well. Yeah. But I think next week episode is gonna drop actually on Christmas Day.
0: If we can we're gonna try.
1: If we can get our shit together. Our yeah. next, our full next episode should drop on Christmas Day. So, Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, Christmas. I hope everybody, um, is yeah having a good holiday season for sure. And email us at We Drink We Know Things Podcast at Gmail.
1: Hit us up with a review, subscribe, rate, yeah. do all that shit if you haven't already, and if you do, we appreciate you so much.
0: Yeah, and just thanks for listening and Merry Christmas in case we don't get this another one out before Christmas we're gonna try mm-hmm. and we're gonna try to get another Florida Moon Friday out
1: yeah hopefully fingers crossed
0: um, also check out woodwarebyandrea.com oh dang good plug babe last minute plug yes
1: alright guys we'll see you soon
0: okay bye bye